like, <laughs> all right, someone else out here is already doing exactly what I want to do. What's the point of me like trying to do this? They probably have more funding and a team of people. And I'm just trying to start this in my living room. I'm not capable of this, all that self-doubt. Sure. So I got in my own head, <clears throat> head and was like, I can't do this. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hoping to improve your life at least 1% better every single day. This is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Tony Dufresne, PhD, welcoming you back, welcoming me back because I took a week off because I was sick as a dog and then I went on a little vacation. So I hope everything is good and this week is going to be a lot of fun actually because it's almost like a a real-time story about a purpose project. And that's really a lot of what I talk about with my clients is about establishing some sort of a purpose project, especially after they've gotten into a job or they're in a job where they hate it or it sucks or it just doesn't provide what they want to provide. So we have actually, uh, Angela's in today, and she is going to explain to us, and I we didn't talk ahead of time, and she's going to explain to us where she's at and because uh, it's all like Gary V says, it's all about documenting. Everything's about documenting because once you document something in terms of getting through it, then you understand it better and then you can use it in other avenues and, and, and fall back on it. So let's start off with our three good feel stories of the week and then we'll roll in and talk to Angela. The first one is a Louisiana supermarket employee who lets autistic customer stock shelves gets $100,000 for college. I don't know if you saw this or not. A lot of people did. This this was on the air where there was a well, – was, I'll, I'll read it for you. It's a supermarket employee in Louisiana, and it went viral for letting a young customer with autism help him stock the store shelves. He has now been gifted $100,000 for college tuition. When Jordan Taylor, who works at the, the market in Baton Rouge, noticed Jack Ryan watching him refill the coolers, he offered to show him what to do. And then just, and then so he showed the Jack what to do, and Jack very in and started asking some questions and stuff. And his dad loved it, so his dad all of a sudden turned the camera on and and uh, the phone on. It was and was recorded the whole thing. Well, it went viral because it's awesome. And uh, Jack's uh, uh, father, who actually recorded it, his sister started a GoFundMe account and just put down you know ten thousand dollars to help this kid. And it ended up being $100,000 in the GoFundMe account. So that's kick-ass, and I'm really glad. And I actually got a chance to see that, so I was really glad to see that happen. The second story of the week is Bus Driver's Act of Kindness helps elderly passenger cool off in the searing heat. This happened in Vegas, actually. And I saw this when I was watching Fox 5 in Vegas out there this past week. Bus driver Mike Blair on Monday noticed an older man who looked to be suffering, and what he said was about 105 degrees, and it was, when he decided to get out and help, uh, this one gentleman, he said, uh, would not board the bus. He just kind of hung out there. He seemed like he started to grasp the wall and like he was in distress. So after Blair, the bus driver, helped him on the bus, he placed him next to the air conditioner and reached into his lunchbox to offer him up a cool bottle of water. And, of course, just like the father with the autistic kid, and you know, somebody grabbed the iPhone and started, started the recording and they capture the moment and they posted it to Twitter and Reddit and it went totally viral. And actually now it's funny because Fox 5 went out and interviewed the bus driver. He's like, well, I guess I better get a Twitter account now. <laughs> like he's Mr. Popular. 
And the the third story of the week is a barber prepares kids for the first day of school with free haircuts and school supplies. And this was uh, the name of it is Perfect Line Barbershop, and its manager is Robert Banks. And he used money out of his own pocket to invest in his community. He gave out a hundred free backpacks and haircuts so kids could start off the school right school year right. He said uh, their appearance matters, and the first day of school is the best day of school. This is the third year that Banks has organized the annual back to school support and supplies uh, event at his shop in Ensley, Alabama, and it. it it's one he said can change the future of the community just by showing these kids their potential. Three awesome stories for this week. Hopefully that helps you out and, and, and tries to counter all the other dog shit that's going on. So let's welcome in, because I'm going to turn the video on for Angela. So hold on. Hey, everybody. There she is. I'm back. Hey, back Angela, again. back again. And um, so the, I, uh, before we, uh, you sat down, I, I told you to come in because I, we had chatted a couple weeks ago because you're going through the whole thing about trying to figure out kind of a little path, not a pass, a purpose project mm-hmm. for you to, to really find your niche. And, and so we've chatted a couple times before that or since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, before that, I want to start off. How's the, and you're also not only that. You're also uh, planning a wedding. Yep. Oh, man, that part's stressful. How's that going? That is a lot of decisions to make and not enough money. <laughs> <laughs> I think every bride could agree with that statement. Oh, without a doubt. And so have, how have you guys – have you guys kind of found a kind of a formula to go? You doing like one thing first and then the second thing? Are you kind of nailing things down and moving on? What, what's, what's the plan? Yeah, so we've kind of been piecing it together more so ourselves to make it, I don't want to call it a DIY wedding, but more of a a la carte wedding. So instead of picking one of those venues where um, you, you know, it's all inclusive with the meal, the DJ, mm-hmm. the florist, everything, the alcohol, um, we found it a lot more affordable to just pick a venue that allows you to bring in your own vendors and stuff. So oh, good. Okay. that's been helping a little bit. Um, it's, it's so funny with the, the couple's dynamic when pla- planning a wedding, because I think most brides would agree that first there's a little attention with trying to make, you know, big decisions. And then the guy, Shane, he's been on the podcast before, um, was like, fine, you just make all the decisions. It's your <laughs> wedding. And then you get in a fight. Well, I wish that he would help more, and it's just back and forth. So we're, right now we're in a good place, but it's just funny. So basically, you're going through the same thing that every every, every couple, couple goes, goes through. through. Yeah, because yeah. I've been involved, and I can't tell you how many, and, and organized, I can't tell you how many, and that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, I hear yeah. it's pretty usual. So. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Secret. And it, you know, I think we talked about it before. And this is this show's not about the wedding, but I just want to. I just think this is an, another transition thing. You're you're trying to do two things at once. It, what's the what's the average cost of the wedding now? Isn't it like? 30 something? Oh, yeah. The average cost, I believe, in 2017 was 36000 That's insane. That yeah. Yeah. We're staying under, way under that. God, that's insane. Because that's too much money. Just for the fact that, that uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a party pooper or anything, but you know what you could do with 30 grand in terms of like paying down your student loans or I know, I know, I know it's boring, buy a house. Yeah. Go on a decent trip, put the rest in the bank. I mean, yeah, I just uh, forget. Okay. So 
I'm not going yeah, into a commentary no, I, about that. I agree so. with that. It's All right, so outrageous. so so let's roll into now that we know that everything is going as planned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go into uh, where are you? Because the last time that we talked, and we don't, you don't have to get into specifics if you don't want to. But the last time that we talked, you you have a background, your family through your family, and mm-hmm. it's something that you have a passion for. There's a big interest for that in that, and then you are in that field now, mm-hmm. but it's not cutting it because mm-hmm. you know for a fact you're more entrepreneurial and I'm just setting the table. Yeah. You know, I, I think that because we talked previously yeah. and now you're trying to find your niche. So g- give a little bit of lead into that and then kind of go in terms of just let me know because I haven't talked to you for a while. Okay. So well, what's going on? Yeah, for sure. So um, like you said, I've always known that I've liked cosmetology um, and I went through school because my parents own the business in Las Vegas. But um, kind of knowing I didn't really want to be behind the ch- be working behind the chair as a stylist, but more so like in the business. I went to I have a degree in business management. Um, I really enjoy like marketing right now. I'm currently in sales um, within the beauty business. So on the distribution side, so I'm selling the color and the hair care products into salons, but I still have this weird little calling that I feel where I'm at right now, it's a stepping stone. And I know it's kind of getting me to where I want to be. And it's giving me experience and, um, you know, exposure in the market and I'm learning sales, how to close the sale. But in the back of my head, I still feel, okay, this is not what I want to do. Was there a tipping point, a, a point where you got to a point where you're like, I have to do something about this. I, I This is just not going to do it for me. Yeah. I think with any new job, quote unquote, you kind of go through like the honeymoon phase, right? You're the first couple of months, you're excited, you're learning something new, you're, you're picking up new business, you're closing deals. And then, you know, getting closer to your nine month year mark, you realize, okay, is this position for me or is it not for me? And I don't want to say, you know, that I'm a horrible fit for this job. I just know in the back of my mind, if I want to be true to myself, I know it's more into the marketing end of it and more. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I have that self-motivation um, skill, if you will. And so actually, I think it's just been through conversations with you and some of my family members, Shane, my closest people. Hey, what do you guys think I should do? Like, I'm not 100% happy or fulfilled with this position I'm in now. Like it's a step in the right direction and I like the beauty world. I just know it's not exactly where See, I want that, to be. But that's a good point though. A good point is, is if you do come up against something like that, you know, ask your, ask your tribe. Yeah. In terms yeah. of, you know what, it, it, you don't have to go verbatim in terms of what they say or what they think, but I think you get a pretty good sense if you ask the people that are close to you yep. kind of what your gig is and kind of where you want to go with it. Yeah, it's so true. So I was kind of feeling like, okay, I don't know what to do. I, I just don't have the answer, but I know it's not 100% right. So I actually met with some of my old co- co-workers from my last job um, for coffee. And I said, yeah, here's where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling. 
Do you guys have any suggestions? And one of my friends was like, well, Angela, you're so good at marketing naturally. And she said, you know, you have the experience in the beauty business, especially growing up with it with your family. Why don't you do something for marketing for stylists? My girlfriend was actually like, um, my stylist, he's amazing at hair, but he doesn't know how to put himself out there. He's struggling as like a business owner because he's a, um, what you call like a renter. So renter is just Mm -hmm. kind of lay it out, um, are essentially their own boss at the salon. So what do they do? They rent the space or they they, rent the chair? Yeah, they rent the chair. Yeah. So they just pay like a monthly rent fee and then they have to build their own clientele. Um, A lot of times they have to buy their own product um, depending on the salon. But essentially they have to have their own website, their own social media and promote themselves, build themselves because the end of the day, they're just making sure they can pay rent to the salon owner. Mm -hmm. So... So you so you've gotten to that point to where um, you there we go you've gotten to that point to where you know kind of what you want to do or kind of a niche you have an interest in a niche which mm-hmm. is usually the beginning of everything so when you have an interest in a in a particular niche then the next step would be to start exploring right mm-hmm. in terms of the viability I mean in terms of how you can how you can do that or something what what's been the process so far in terms of you trying to see if it's going to work or not. Yeah. So actually, I feel like this is where I have to thank you because a couple calls to Tony and I'm like, hey, this is what you do. Can you kind of direct me? Here's how I'm feeling. And so one of the exercises you had me do was write down like all the skills that you're good at and write down the things that you like or anything you can think about the beauty business. And so I actually did. I thought you were kind of crazy, but I did the exercise the good, next morning. Good. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. And that's I started, okay. Everybody does. Yeah. So that's fine. And, I, and then you start connecting the dots of mm-hmm. how you can kind of piece this together with your skills, your talents, and your interests, basically, and how you can kind of create the puzzle together. So I did that, and I kind of came up with like a couple of ideas ideas and I talked them through with um, my fiance and a couple other people but it still part of me was like I don't know if this is exactly right so I just kept it in the back of my head kept reflecting inner reflecting I guess you could say and then um, a couple conversations when I met with some old co-workers for coffee I'm like okay marketing business this is kind of coming together it's not what I pieced together with the exercise that you had me do but I'm like okay if other people can see what I'm good at then I should take a hint here and so then one of the things you suggested was start looking up people in the industry listening to their podcasts looking at their social media doing research and and just kind of start playing with things and see you know does it light your fire? So I did that and I actually found a stylist. So I, I kind of went through this process and I and we talked about this where I found a company that was doing exactly what my idea was. Mm-hmm. And I was super oh, yeah. bummed. Which will happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And I was like, for actually for a couple of days, more than that, I'd like to admit, <laughs> I was like, all right, someone else out here is already doing exactly what I want to do. What's the point of me like trying to do this? They probably have more funding and a team of people and I'm just trying to start this in my living room. I'm not capable of this, all that self-doubt. Sure. So I got in my own head <laughs> head, and was like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then we had the conversation. You're like, no, that's part of the process. Keep 
keep moving along and there's like a different fit for you. Maybe there's space for both of you in the world. So maybe her business structure is this way, but you can kind of build it and almost not like partner, but you could live right next to her in this space of helping stylists um, market themselves. So, yeah. Complimentary. Complimentary. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. 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 So I thought about that and I was like, okay, you're right. I need to not get out of my head, <clears throat> my own head. So, and I also reached out to that uh, business owner and I never heard back from them. I reached out on social media just to like inquire about their services, just mm-hmm. to fact find and never heard back from them on social media. As a, as a potential customer? Yeah. And they, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't get back. Well, no. there, well, there you go. Yeah. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, so maybe their business is not working. Maybe not. And they're yeah. clearly not interested in potential money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. As, yeah, a, as per, a customer. Per, yeah. 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 That, that says a lot. Yeah. But see, again, that's a part of the process. The process of getting out there and and seeing and even though th- there's a there's a fine line between uh, blue ocean red ocean if you ever heard of that thing you don't want to go into a red ocean an ocean where there's a bunch of people in there and you and you're it's a race to the bottom because you're not going to get there I mean if you're going in as a motivational speaker and you're going up against Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk right. you have you have no chance right but if you find a little niche off of that then you can't it's like the same thing if you're going in against if you're making uh, beauty products and you're going right up against a Veda, then you're screwed because you're yeah. making them out of your bathtub. Yeah. You no don't have shot. a chance. Yeah. But maybe you could make something that they don't to, you can revolution. Yeah. You, you can revolutionize a lipstick, moisturizer, something, whatever, and you can kind of mesh some things together. And then that, now that's complimentary to the point where they're going to say, Hey, you know, would you like to add your thing to here or we'll buy your business? And so that, yeah. and so that's kind of the thing. So it's, but it's a fine line like that. between that because there will be, it's very, very rare to find something that nobody has done. Yeah, like super true. rare. Yeah. And, and especially at the very beginning when you're looking for things, because with the very beginning, you're looking on the same knowledge base as everybody else. The reality is mm-hmm. everybody else. I mean, you, you know, in terms of, of cosmetics, it's, mm-hmm. you know, eyeshadow and mascara and mm-hmm. hair products and stuff. It takes getting into it and diving into that, that, that deep end. Mm-hmm. Then you get, then you figure out the subtleties and the nuances that are involved. And I think that's where you have a heads up, a little, mm-hmm. little bit of a heads up. Yeah. And that's where people with a passion or a little bit of experience in something or that have really geeked out on the data mm-hmm. or the research can figure that little niche out. And that's where you got to hit it. Yeah. And exactly. that's where, so it, and, and the self doubt thing, I think that's huge because there's, there's nobody on the face of the planet that hasn't had self doubt when they're trying to do something like this. Cause this is, this is balls. I also think that, or to kind of add to that, um, and now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I totally had it when you're talking, and now yeah, yeah, but, can, but believe me. Oh, anyways, I, I, believe, it will, believe me. It I, will no, come. no, no. Believe me, I do that all the time. So, so you're so having the self doubt that you've had. Where, where are you? And you always take a step back and stuff, but you get back up and you start going through it. Yeah. Where, where are you at right now? Um. So right now, I am. I think also kind of to like backtrack a little bit, and then I'll answer the question. But um trying to kind of figure out what the need is in the market too because i've always been entrepreneurial but i feel like some things that i've started maybe i wanted it more than there was like a need or a want for people to 
want it, I guess, if you will. So now that I'm kind of learning, okay, I'm out there in this current job, I see a gap and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. so I think people will actually pay for this service or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be because they're struggling with it. When I ask salon owners, hey, what are your struggles? What do you want assistance with? A lot of them answer the same thing, social media, marketing, I need help with my website. Mm -hmm. And so I'm realizing that a lot of these salon owners or stylists, um, they're all saying the same thing. And so, and we even talked about like maybe not helping one at a time, but figuring out a way to create a program to like scale it or something. And absolutely. And, and that I never, you know, it's about talking with the right people. Cause that was something I've never really considered. Mm-hmm. So. But that's, but that's another hugely important thing. If you really I don't know. I've always been the type. First of all, I'm entrepreneurial and I mostly deal with entrepreneurial spirit people that want to do their own gig or figure out their own little yeah. niche. The second thing is that that 99% of the time, it's not to just deal with one person at a time. It's to create something now that we have this amazing tool and right. this amazing vehicle online, the interweb that we can throw and we can make our online courses. And we have so many great tools out there that we can easily do that. And we can also easily promote every single week in terms of doing a Facebook live or uh, doing a podcast or something yeah. that that's the way to go mm-hmm. because you you're, you can hit and influence so many more people with a product that can help people. Cause really that's what it comes down to. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, mean, I want to help people. And yeah. that's like my whole thing is I think at the base of every business you want to help somebody or it should be at least um, that it, you're helping yeah. others. And that's where I feel feel fulfilled if I know I'm making an impact. I'm mm-hmm. making someone's business better. I'm getting them one new customer. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the little things, but I think that's kind of and something that you have to keep in the back of your mind when kind of trying to create this new direction or pave the path. path. It is. It, it, again, money is, I mean, I love money just like anybody else and it's great. It's, you know, we've all agreed that it has value and stuff. Yeah. If you do something for money, if that's the number one priority, it, it'll, it'll go, it'll yeah. go bust because it's just, that's not enough of an internal and an external leverage to move you through some things. It has to be to help people and help yourself. It mm-hmm. has to be, that's the key. As a matter of fact, everybody that I work with, I have them promise me when they go through something. My thing, I call it. I call it a purpose project. Now, yeah, I like that. whether purpose they project. whether they make make money or they don't is up to them later once they can scale it to that point and do yeah. that. But the entire process of putting together this purpose project is for your own uh, expanse, and it's mm-hmm. for your your own satisfaction as well yeah. as help helping using your tools and your talents yeah. and helping people around you. Yeah. Or, or as many big people that you can find in your tribe. That's the key to all mm. of this. And that's the whole point. And that's why you can't put the pressure of making money, of mm. monetizing something immediately on anything. Cause it, cause then you, you just get all screwed up mm-hmm. too. And that's why it's really hard. You stress yourself out. You do. And you know, there was a new study that just came out. And I know I mentioned this earlier that, and this came out probably six months ago about entrepreneurs who decided, you know, there was a one, one of two things. Either you quit your day job. And just go balls, just go full on 100% into this thing. Or you stay with Mm -hmm. your day job and do your moonlighting and your side Mm -hmm. gig and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a 35% greater increase in success if you kept your day job. Oh, I did not know that. That's interesting. Because you don't want to, the worst thing you can possibly do is get rid of your foundation. Because if you get rid of your, fa- everybody says, "Oh yeah, if you you know if you burn the bridge behind you, or if you take the net away, then that'll motivate you more." No, it'll freak you the hell out. 
And yeah. and then and then you're more stressed about things and it doesn't mm-hmm. free your mind to be expansive and to get through this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely that's good to keep in mind because there's some days where I'm like, ah, I don't have time for, you know, my day job. I just want to quit and oh, then yeah. dive deep into yeah. this and get it going faster. I've been trying to quit the real estate business for 32 years. <laughs> and you're still in it. 32. Yeah. You know why? It's great money. The money. It's great money. I, I do it. I do it part time because I can do this too. It's been an e. It's been a transition over the last eight to nine years ever since I started this. Uh-huh. And I just, and it still works for me. Yeah. And it still works and I can still continue to do it. Now, eventually I'm not going to, but that's the whole point. The point is, why would I give up something like that? Even if I, I don't, I don't like it. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It's like, it's like you and your job. I know it's, you know, sometimes it's, you yeah. know, it's, it's like anybody yeah. in their job, right? Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but at least it's, you, you got to live in both worlds. You got to pay your bills. You got to do your responsibilities. You got to pay your student loans and all, all that time you could, you could work on your side gig at the same time. Does it make it harder? Hell yeah. It makes it harder. Because when you get home, it's not like you're getting home. You just kind of kick, and, yeah. and then you know, yeah. then you're watching your Black Mirror. Yeah, uh, you know, binging that. It's not you can't do that. But that separates us entrepreneurs from everybody else. Yep. And yep. there's about one percent of us out there. Yeah. So I if like you want to do this, that's what you, you have to do. Work. Yeah. I think so. I remember what I was going to say. Now oh, it was about the comparison thing. So when you're comparing yourself to like-minded people that are kind of doing what you strive or you're striving to do or in your industry um what you don't realize is the work they've put into it too maybe for 10 years they've worked on this part-time early mornings late nights on the weekends and then all of a sudden you're looking at their website and you're like oh my gosh i want to be her she got there overnight and i'm like no what i don't realize if i actually like go back and listen to this one person's podcast in particular, she's been doing this for years, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that, you know, mm-hmm. first couple impressions. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, well, sh- if she could do it overnight, you're not thinking about the work that she's already put into her others. And you can't compare yourself. Everyone's time frame is different. Yeah. Maybe it did take her two years. Maybe it took her 15. Maybe mine will be a year. You know, you just, mm-hmm. you got to get, if your heart's in it, you got to put your the work into it. You got to wake up early. You got to go to bed late. You got to do what you can when you can. And I think right now I'm kind of in this. I'm stressing myself out a little bit because I'm like, when am I going to find the time? I'm tired, you know. But once you kind of get into it, if you love it, like time passes because you're having fun while you're doing it. You, you, know you are, I mean? and then and then even when you're not having fun, you know, right? Because yeah. you because you have a vision, yeah. and the vision is set. And you're not, and you're not focused on the fact that you're, you're looking at somebody's highlight reel like you did with that girl versus looking at the behind the scenes stuff that's been going on for maybe even years. And you know, the thing I've noticed doing my entrepreneurial stuff and having my small businesses as I've gone, certain parts will take a long time and then other parts will take like an hour. Yeah. It's weird. That's so true. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you, you kind of roll along, roll along all of a sudden. And then I get into like uh, setting up AWeber or something or setting up email stuff. It took like an hour. I'm like, oh, shit, that's done. Yeah. Because you think every – because your mind tends to think linearly like, okay, this step. Is, and, then, yeah. and then this step is, God, it's taking me this long to research. How or long an is unexpected it? like bump. Like I didn't realize yeah. this was going to be so hard to set up the software or you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, sometimes that stuff and, – and then you put pressure on yourself. Like, well, I just wasted all this time yeah. and I could have been doing this. And and then you kind of get into this little head frenzy. I think. Exactly, but, which is which is, and that's exactly what happened with me with the Facebook advertising stuff. When I first got into Facebook, I thought, okay, well, you know, you put your stuff up there. Yeah. Oh man, it oh, is no. so you spend hours every so day on that. Complex. Yeah. 
the getting into that power editor and and getting oh, yeah. through, and then and then finding your market and then doing your demographics and then it's easy to give up on that stuff too. Oh, I found. oh God, well yeah, because it gets again. It's like the yeah. whole thing where you see an onion, and you're like, oh, there's an onion, but then all of a sudden you you peel and you're, oh my God, this thing's got 150 layers to it, <laughs> and just so one true. onion, and that's yeah. your first onion in the whole salad, you know? Yeah. And now you're caught on 150 layers in the damn onion, yeah. And you have the rest of the salad to make, <laughs> and that and that's what happened, and that's the whole point about the entrepreneurial thing and the fact that. You got, I have no patience. That's a big right. thing, a yeah. problem I have. Yeah. So I get into stuff like this. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. I, I should have been, I should have been here a year ago. I should have been doing this two years ago. I should have been, yeah. you know, or why am I not going faster on this kind of stuff? So basically you're just killing yourself. Yeah. But it's the it's only your own pressure. Yeah, you know? yeah no one it, else it, is right. putting that on you, right. but your own mind. It only comes. And, that, and so that moving forward, what's your next step? What's your, where, where are you going with this? So I'm going to keep right now where I'm at is I'm so I found this one lady who's doing something similar. And so it's one of like the online programs like you had mentioned. And when you told me that, I'm like, how's this going to work? And then so I took one of her online she did like a free webinar class and then she sold me on this stupid course. Of course. Okay, not stupid because yeah, I'm actually because you're going to do the same thing. Doing, yeah, and I want to build my business off exactly. of kind of what she's doing, obviously yeah. a little bit different, but so I'm doing the course or I'm going through the course right now mm-hmm. and I'm um, going through all the modules to see mm-hmm. how she set it up, mm-hmm. what it what kind of information it it, it entails mm-hmm. um and then hopefully from there it's going to kind of piece things together i'm sure there's going to be a lot more unexpected stepping stones if you will but Mm -hmm. um at least i kind of know okay it's working for this lady that's doing it right now Mm -hmm. and why not copy someone that's successful modeling 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 modeling. tony robbins he's like he's like the, the modeling poster boy yeah. You, you taught, you listen to John Cleese just had a, a, a spoken word thing or whatever. I saw a little bit of John, you know, John Cleese from uh, Monty Python. I'll get one of the best yeah. comedians ever. He goes, yeah, I just steal. He goes, yeah, we, you know, when you're young or you start now, just steal stuff. It's not like you're like copying, copying, but you're modeling the process. A little piece of this, little yeah, piece of that because, because, from everybody. Right. Copy what's working. Yeah. And- because it, you just, you, or you, you and I, even me coming into this and doing this online course stuff that I'm creating right now. Yeah. Coming into it brand new and not having done it before. Well, how do I think I know what the hell to do? Right. Yeah. You know, so I'm, so I'm looking at, I've, you know, I can't tell you how many courses I bought. Just yeah, to, just to take a I look like at that. it and stuff, and I, and I that, thought I was the crazy. Oh one. no, okay. no, that hurts me too. Do you know how You're much like, that hurts me? Yeah. That, that when I buy a course and I go th- and I'm like halfway through it, I'm like, oh, this is dog shit. This is <laughs> or such- or it was like a spur of the moment thing because they sold you on it. Oh, and yeah. You're like, I don't even need this. Why oh yeah. I- oh, I've done, done that. that yeah. Done that. Matter of fact, I, yeah, I, I've spent thousands of dollars doing that yeah uh and, not, and, and then it, you're trying to justify well maybe yeah. i can kind of see you know yeah yeah and i'm like okay really i didn't need that no r- r- rationalization is really the the, the key to happiness yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like that because i do it too right so we do it so the so your next step is going to be going through the modules and going and kind of learning through the modeling process yeah okay exactly right, so well, that's you're, where gonna, I'm you're gonna have to keep me uh up on what's going on because yes. I'm extremely excited. So yes. even though we're not, we really don't have, uh, you know, you're not a, a client or anything, but you kind of are. So it's yeah, kind of yeah, so fun like to go through this. Yeah. yeah. So well, it's th- helpful for me. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. No, it's yeah, very helpful. You can thank Melissa for that. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa and Tony, shout out to you both. Right, see, there there you go. So it's uh, so thanks, Angela, for coming in. Yeah. Keep us up on what's going thank on. Thank you, I appreciate it. And also the wedding, good luck with all yeah. that fun a lot of, stuff. A lot of things kind of in the air right now, but I know Yeah, do you want to do you want to spin another plate? Get get another one going or throw another ball in the juggling thing? Do you want to do that? Wait, what do you mean? You like like add something else. Oh, you no, might no. as well. You got I'm everything just, else. Oh, I just yeah, meant like you got a lot of moving parts of the wedding. That's what then, I mean. And then with the ju- like trying yeah. to start something like on my yeah. own, got yeah. a lot of pieces that mm-hmm. are like incomplete right now, but yeah. it's the future. Yeah, you want to take up piano future. or something? Yeah. I mean, oh, you, yeah. You, you, all right. You might as well just bring something else into the mix. You got, right. you know, some ballroom dancing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah there you go. Oh, talk to Shane about that. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us. Remember, javabud.com the, uh, and also YouTube, the YouTube, the JavaBud is going to have the video up uh, with both of us. And uh, if you have any questions or concerns or whatever, you can always get a hold of me at Tony at JavaBud.com. You can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If you uh, have any, again, if you have any uh, comments about anything or if you want to watch any of the other podcasts or the uh, videos on the site, just go to JavaBud.com. That's it. The book's there. The freebie's there. All the same shit's there. I talk about it every single week. So every, uh, thanks again, Angela. Appreciate it. Thank and you. And we'll see you, guys, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.